This podcast may contain spoilers for anything that has aired on Disney+, Plus, as well as anything appearing in the comics that the show is drawn from, and ancillary materials such as trailers. We will also be theorizing based on those comics and trailers, so proceed with caution. Welcome to Welcome to Westview. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And Agatha Harkness! Sorry. 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 But seriously, Agatha Harkness! Okay, I'm going to have to reduce volume on that when I edit so we don't blow out everyone's eardrums. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, but oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. So, this isn't going to be a surprise to anyone who's been listening to our podcast, given the fact that I keep on accidentally calling Agnes Agatha. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those things where we knew that she was going to be Agatha Harkness. It was not subtle about that at literally any point. And then she was Agatha Harkness and I freaked the hell out when we were watching. Okay, so I was going to wait to bring this up, but I think we need to talk about Game of Thrones. A oh. sentence that has not been uttered since the finale aired. Yes, 10,000% accurate. Game of Thrones. So there was a writer's panel at something like the Television Critics Association or something like that, where the writers stated that internet theories were a big problem for them because people would go on the internet and they would theorize and then they'd have to rewrite the things that they had planned because everyone had guessed the twist that was coming. And I thought that was bullshit then, and it's definitely bullshit now because whomst among us did not know that agnes was not agatha harkness and yet did we not all squeal with delight at that reveal like i i i looked on twitter after this i normally i i try to avoid looking specifically searching for terms on twitter Uh uh-huh if it comes across my feed fine but i don't like seek out trouble on the internet (laughs) but i looked up agatha harkness and the thing was everyone had the same reaction which was duh but also you know whoa yes yes all of us knew that it was going to happen it happens surprised pikachu face i was trying to avoid using surprised pikachu face but surprised pikachu face was invented as a meme for this for this sort of reveal Yes. Oh, my God. I- I'm actually going to call uh, uh, call a comics thing, like your Game of Thrones thing. Oh, okay. Okay, so back in the late 90s, I think, there are... When the internet was, like, enough of a thing, but not, like, the biggest thing in the universe, mm-hmm. there was some event that DC was doing that revolved around this villain called Monarch. And people guessed that it was a villain, and he was, like, a future version of a you know, present day hero. And it's like, oh, who's Monarch? You know, who could it possibly be? And I forget which way it was going. I think it was, I think it was supposed to be Captain Adam. And then everyone figured it out. And they're like, oh, we have to change it. It's going to end up being Hawk. So because everyone successfully picked up on the clues that they were leaving, they're like, oh, 
now it's not going to be a twist anymore, so it's Hawk. Yeah. Okay, so... And then it turned out to be Captain Adam later because Hawk didn't work with the story they were telling. Sorry, go on. No, no, I was just going to say, what I'm going to say right now might not be fair because this show hasn't ended yet. So we, as we say every week, we do not yet know if they're going to stick the dismount. Mm. And this is a weird thing to say about a show that regularly leaves me emotionally devastated and a show that I yell at every single week for not giving me more. But you don't have to be in an adversarial relationship with your audience. Like, it's okay to give them what they see is coming. Yeah, yeah, I mean... You don't have to trick them. You don't have to win storytelling. Yeah, like, I hate having to go to a kid's show for this, but Gravity Falls. Uh Uh-huh. Everyone figured out the mystery with uh, Stan's brother. And they, they, they make a joke about it after, like... Oh, he has a brother? Did anyone not see this coming? But right. they didn't change it so it wasn't his brother just because people were successfully picking up on the things that you put in your show. Like, and again, WandaVision hasn't stuck the discipline. I think this was the first time an episode ended and I wasn't mad, though. I wasn't like, oh, I need more. I mean, I did. I was like, oh, I need more. But, like, this was the place where, like, okay, that is a perfect endpoint for this episode. I mean, you're not wrong, but I did want more. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, was, I definitely wanted more. I just... This was the perfect place to end this episode. I just, I wanted to be able to watch the next one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people are, I, I see all these really, I'm just in my periphery. Like, I saw this take where someone's like, uh, you know, WandaVision is so, a show about grief, but it's not really good at actually getting people emotionally engaged. And I'm like... It's not good at getting people emotionally engaged, or it's not good at getting you emotionally engaged. Because it seems like you're kind of talking for a broader audience, but... Yeah, I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. Uh, Walk the other way. Yeah, it's one of the reasons I don't... It's one of the reasons I don't term search, because then I get into the, you know, oh, the anti-MCU people and the pro-MCU people, and they're arguing about whether this is high art or not, and if it's prestige television, and on what is prestige television, and... Uh, well, it doesn't have to be anything. Can't you just enjoy it? Like, can't it just be about pleasure? No, no. You have to have a... You have to take a moral position on this show, and whether it's complete garbage, and... And anyone who likes it is, I don't know, capitulating to the capitalist monster that is Disney crushing all creativity and free thought in its wake. Or, you know, this is the greatest thing ever and it is true art in its highest form and people just don't like it because it get, it makes them feel good to smack talk things that people are enjoying it's one of those things where you kind of lose either side of the fence you land on i think that this is a very very well done tv show uh i feel like it would count as prestige tv maybe i don't feel like prestige tv really has a set enough definition outside of i don't know crime men who feel bad about doing crimes that's, I, a, per- I, not- that's a perfect description so as you, Max, know, I've recently gotten into TikTok. Yes. Like, I didn't really understand the app before, but I, I don't know. I get it now. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't been making TikToks, but I, I... Consume TikToks? Yes, I consume them. I got over onto the correct side of TikTok. I don't know what happened the first time, but now I'm on it and I'm just, like, flicking through and it's nothing but these hot queer women cosplaying. So I, I got the algorithm. 
narrowed down where I need it. But there's this uh, getting to know you song that a lot of people are doing right now on TikTok. And one of the things in the getting to know you song is here's my guilty pleasure. Mm -hmm. And were I to actually make a TikTok to that song, which I might, I would put at that point, I don't believe in taking guilt from my pleasures. Mm. Don't feel guilt for having pleasure. I don't think WandaVision is more than what it is, but what I think it is is an incredibly well-done TV show. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people are being negative on it just because it is part of the MCU. Like, there are people who are like, oh, it's not that groundbreaking, it's not blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's doing a lot of really interesting stuff with the format. You know what it really most resembles to me? Mm-hmm. Watchmen. Not the show, but the comic, the original comic. Huh. Interesting. Because it's kind of an exploration of what television is, the way Watchmen was an exploration of what comic books are. Hmm. You could get into an argument with a lot of people online about that. So we should talk about WandaVision. Yes. Yes. All right. Previously on WandaVision, Darcy was worried about how many times Monica had crossed the field and that it was going to start rewriting her cells on a molecular level. Eh. Wonder what that could mean. Also, Vision confronted Agnes, who gave him a suspicious sob story about, you know... What's going on in the town. And how Wanda has them all trapped and he needs to rescue them. So he tried to get out of the town and kind of started kerploding a bit once he was out of the town line. Uh, Billy's powers activated. He sensed his dad was in trouble. He told Wanda about it. Wanda expanded the borders of the town and also hexed her brother. Yeah, because he made a comment, it's not like your husband can die twice. Hmm. Which he did. He he literally did die twice. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yes, Wanda expanded the borders of Westview. A bunch of sword agents got sucked in, including Darcy. Hmm. And... Monica went off to meet a contact of hers that has a tank that will apparently let her burst right back into town. Yeah, that really got teased, too. She was like, I have an astrophysicist who might be able to help us out. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, people people talked a lot about it being Reed Richards, which, mm, okay. Well, it makes sense for people to assume that since a Fantastic Four movie just got announced by Disney+. Plus. Is it a movie? Yeah, it's a movie. I thought it was a series, but I, I went to read the press release. It's a movie. Oh. I know, I, less I, interesting, right? Honestly, they should have done it as a TV show. It would have worked better, I, I mean, think. WandaVision makes me think they know what they're doing, so, yeah. Meanwhile, in this episode, depression! Yeah. Yeah, Wanda is in a uh, sexy French depression. <laughs> oh, she she does uh, she does a talking head because we are in Modern Family now. Yeah, she's really, I, I feel like, I, I can't say for sure. We were on the money this time, although, to be fair, they, they, uh, the mid-season trailer spoiled it for us, or seeded it, let us know that a Modern Family episode was coming. So we've been watching Modern Family, and I feel like she's aping a lot of Claire's mannerisms and body language. Claire yes. from Modern Family, Julia Bowen. She also has the Claire from Modern Family thing where she looks like she is a mess, but looks good because she's on tv mm -hmm. like she's got a messy ponytail but it's like a messy pony not actually messy hair mm -hmm. so 
Yeah. So she flashes back a little bit to remember why she's feeling so bad when the boys run into the room and tell her that something's going on with their video game system. Yeah, their video game system keeps changing what era it is. It turns into like an old Atari game and then a it GameCube. And then it turns into Uno cards. <laughs> oh, I love Wanda so much. She is not feeling well. She took on a lot expanding the quarantine area the night before. And Billy tells her that he's hearing voices. Like his since his powers activated last episode, he's been hearing all of these voices he and you know he can't shut them out and wanda's like sorry can't get out of bed just can't do it go downstairs and play she says in the talking head that in punishment for expanding the hex last night she's going to put herself on a quarantine staycation mm. that'll teach her and i just have to say i mean we've all been on some version of a quarantine staycation for a year and mood wanda mood she pushes the sheets off her and she realizes she's still in the scarlet witch costume from halloween and she kind of bloips herself into some depression clothes <laughs> this show does no references to crazy ex-girlfriend i i saw max you tweet that they needed to do a... They need to do a musical episode, which I'm assuming next episode might be. Who knows? There are absolutely no nods to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend here, but all I can think of is the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend song, Sexy French Depression. Hmm. Billy and Tommy are fighting over something downstairs, and Tommy's like, I had it first, and Billy's like, you have super speed, of course you got it first. And Wanda wanders downstairs in her depression clothes, she goes to the fridge, and the milk keeps changing around her. Yeah, it keeps changing what era it's from. It turns into a paper carton, and then it turns into a glass bottle, and like an old milkman-style glass bottle. Did you see the cereal that she's pouring in, into the bowl? Sugar snaps? Sugar snaps. Oh. Oh. Also, she's got the radio on, which is good continuity. We know the radio's in the kitchen. Mm hmm And the radio is commenting that hopefully your kids all got home safe. It's so nice to see those kids out once a year. Oof. And the way it's phrased theoretically the dj could mean it's so good to see those kids in their costumes once a year but of course we know this is the once a year that she brought the kids out yeah also there is a missing child picture on the milk carton when it's a that era milk carton yeah wanda says in a talking head that she doesn't know why her powers are fitzing out why the milk was changing why the games were changing she says must be a case of the Mondays. And then we go to credits and... Okay, this is blatantly the happy endings credits. So random, right? Like, happy endings... By the way, happy endings is a great show. Everybody, if you haven't watched it, it's on Hulu. You should give it a watch. It's from the 2010s. So like any comedy that's more than 10 years old, there's a little bit of stuff in it. But it's, in general, pretty good. But it's not a family sitcom, it's a friend com. Yeah, it's basically an updated version of Friends that mm -hmm. has, like, 
an actual black character and an actual gay character, unlike Friends. Uh, like, as main characters. I mean, Friends had uh, Carol and Susan, kind of, which, as we've talked about so many times, Carol and Susan would make for a way more interesting show than the Friends. Oh, like, yeah. A lesbian couple raising a, their son in the 90s. Like, I would watch the hell out of a Carol and Susan show. Far more interesting. But Happy Endings is really good. There's a couple of jokes where you're like, ooh, this was written in the past. But but it's weird that these credits are pretty much exactly the Happy Endings credits. Where in the Happy Endings credits, we see the word happy flashed up a bunch of times with different things. And then like written on a birthday cake or on like booty shorts or like hat on a street sign. It's just all of these different places where one might see the word happy. And then the word endings comes flying in at the end. This is exactly the same. We see a bunch of words where it says Wanda. Some of the shots are even identical. Yeah, there there are some exact shots. And then Vision comes fl- flying in. I I really like the uh, the store sign that says, sorry, we're Wanda. Yes, instead of sorry, we're closed. Now, uh, the Russo brothers worked on happy endings. So Really? Yeah, so that makes sense that they kind of aped the credits, even though thematically... Strange. I'm not going to complain, but, you know, it's unexpected. That's probably why Adam Polly was that character in, uh, I think, one of the, in the third Iron Man movie. Yes, he was. He was in, yeah, yes. I love Adam Polly. It's, he's, he's never in good stuff, though. I mean, like, he's, no, he's, he's cool. not. He was great in Happy Endings. I, I like that time travel show he was in. I know you didn't like that. Eh. But. That Remember mo- that movie? Like, yeah. With him and Rachel Bloom. And I was like. This movie is so full of actors I like, but it's so bad. How could it be so bad when it had Adam Polly and Rachel Bloom? I don't know. I don't know. But you paused on one of the uh, one of the things that goes by the screen is a ransom note. Yeah, and it says Wanda, except unlike the other Wandas, which just say Wanda, this one has ransom note cut out letters that say, I know what you are doing, Wanda. Mm. Also, when... Vision flies in and it says Wanda Vision. Mm-hmm. It's on a calendar mm-hmm. and there's a little heart around the uh, date, just like in the first episode. Yeah. So back at the sword site, everyone is being a big old grumpus and director white guy is getting ready to, I guess, bomb the crap out of Westview. Right? I mean, I, I, I think his plan is terrible because they've already flown in one missile and that didn't go so well for him yeah weirdly enough shooting missiles at the incredibly powerful reality warpers children didn't work out for you guys and and yet here we are here we are he asks one of the sword people people what's the deal with the broadcast and she says it is no longer broadcasting I tried to find the date for this, and I couldn't, mm-hmm. but I feel like it would have been around this time, around the 2010s. When it went over to HD. Right, and you couldn't pick up TV with an antenna anymore. Like, if you were still doing TV over the air, you had to get a new kind of antenna. Do you remember that? I do, and you had to get that plug-in if you had one of the older TVs, and yeah. some people built conspiracy theories around it because that's what happens whenever anything happens. But I think that this was around that time. So it's not that she's not broadcasting. It's that they have the wrong kind of antenna and... We're assuming. We're assuming. 
And Director Hayward has already kicked Darcy out of the encampment, so she's not there to fix it for them. Hmm. He didn't kick her out. He chained her to it, and then the boundary expanded around her. Well, he kicked her out first, and then she came back, but yeah, yeah. So Vision wakes up at the edge of town. Not dead. Not dead. Well, and and this wasn't the edge of town last night. This is the edge of the town that Wanda has expanded to keep him safe. The circus people assume that he's a new clown that they hired. Yeah, when the town spread out over the sword tents, they became circus tents, and all the sword agents became clowns. Mm -hmm. And yes, now they think Vision is one of their clowns. A real... I guess he's supposed to be a circus strongman. Maybe an acrobat. It's kind of hard to tell. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's a strong man. So he tells uh, Vision to talk to Darcy, the escape artist. And then we get a talking head from Darcy so that we know that she is... Under the spell. Under the spell. Last episode, she was handcuffed to a car. And the episode opens with her being an escape artist who has been chained to a car. Yeah! I mean, that's that's what happened. The town swallowed her up and now she's chained to the car. And Vision is looking at her because when he was trying to escape from the Hex last episode, he made eye contact with her and she was like, somebody help him. So he knows that this is an ally, but she has no memory of this. And him saying, last night we locked eyes, does not... Fill her with the desire to help him. She assumes that he's just hitting on her and she like comedically pulls the chains off her and she's like, yeah, no. Yeah. Back at Wanda's house, the twins want to know where their father is. And she says, I don't know. He doesn't want to be here. I can't make him be here. And they want to know why last night Pietro said that Vision had already died. And Wanda tells them, don't trust that man. He wasn't your uncle. And they're like, okay, then who was he? And Wanda's like, look, I'm your mom, and I, uh, you think that I have all the answers? But I don't. I don't know why a lot of stuff is the way it is, and sometimes you just have to roll with it. Sometimes you have no answers at all. <laughs> Wanda, Wanda's on a real downward spiral here. Yep, she's, she's having a real breakdown. She doesn't know why anything happens, and maybe everything is meaningless. We get some great reaction shots of the twins. Like, <laughs> like nor- normally kid reaction shots are like one step above animal reaction shots as far as comedy goes, but these kids are freaking selling it. They look how you would look if you were like, Mom's not doing so hot. Yeah, yeah, they can see that their mom is having a breakdown. And Wanda points behind her, the door flies open, and Agnes just walks in. She actually says, come in, Agnes, because she knows she's going to be there. Yeah. And Agnes comes in, and Wanda's like, hey, I'm having a breakdown. And then we get a talking head from Agnes, who's like, oh, yeah, Wanda's having a breakdown. (laughs) She describes Wanda as one split end away from cutting her own bangs, the universal sign for help. And Agnes offers to take the boys in, you know, for a little bit so Wanda can have some me time. And uh, the boys don't want to leave because they're worried about Wanda, not because they don't trust Agnes. Mm-hmm. Agnes says, 
don't worry, I don't bite. And then we cut to a talking head where she's like, actually, I did bite a kid once. Okay, so this is the best joke in the episode, possibly of the entire series. All right. Okay, so we have, as you said, been watching a lot of Modern Family, and sitcoms have rhythms. So this is the kind of joke that should have a rhythm. And, I I mean, just uh, think about the Friends joke that's almost identical, where Phoebe says she shot a cop once. And then she says, what? He shot me first. Mm. Wait, hit a cop? Bit. Oh, is it bite? I'm pretty sure it is bit. Okay, she bit a cop. What? He bit me first. This line needs a follow-up, right? There should be a follow-up to I bit a kid once. But instead, there's just a beat and no follow-up. I bit a kid once. Back to WandaVision. (laughs) It's so well-structured. It's definitely, in my opinion, the best joke in this episode. And that's, this is an, an episode with a lot of great jokes. Honestly, I'm not counting the music at the end because that's just its own thing that's amazing. Oh, yeah. The music at the end is its own super amazing thing. I I, I really, I, I really like what you said about shows having their own rhythms. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's been one of the stronger points of WandaVision is picking up on the comedic rhythms of different shows throughout the ages. Just thinking about Friends versus Happy Endings, which are two structurally incredibly similar shows, Mm -hmm. except Happy Endings has this real rapid-fire rhythm to it. Like, it's incredibly well-written humor that has this rapid-fire quality to it, unlike, say, Modern Family, which is incredibly well-written but has this very reaction-based humor, and its stuff is more about quick reversals. Right. So we are on season 10 of Modern Family right now. We, we watched blew through it. We watched 10 years of Modern Family. God. And often when we're watching, we're anticipating the punchlines of the jokes. And that's not because we're like sitcom geniuses. It's because it's like music. You know which note is supposed to come next because, yeah, it has a rhythm. Hmm. This isn't always a good thing. When it, when, one of the things... Because we watch so much Full House, you kind of, you get, because Full House and Modern Family are weirdly similar shows. Uh Uh-huh. Just, I mean, they're about very entitled people who are, you know, upper class people who make everything about themselves. Except Modern Family is well written. Yes. So I forget what my point was going to be here other than those two shows are very similar. Except Modern Family has a good rhythm. Full House doesn't really have a solid joke-telling rhythm. So... It just has, like, every character has two personality traits, and every joke is about one of those two personality traits. Well, notoriously, there is the terrible episode in season six where Jesse's grandfather dies. Oh my god, it's the the best episode of Full House. It's so funny. I mean, the the reason it's funny is because the rhythms are all wrong it it doesn't work well it's because they try to play it straight they try to play it for drama and that makes it so much funnier than any episode where they're trying to you know actually tell jokes but like contrast that to the episode of modern family where Dee Dee died and even before the episode started i had heard that that was what had happened Mm -hmm. and i was like oh how like cheap 
What a cheap plot point for them to do. Because they built it up like, oh, one member of the modern family dies. Ah. And then it's Dee Dee who's, you know, re- like, She's barely like a She's five episodes yeah. in ten years. But you know what? I cried during that episode because it was well written. Yeah. Anyway, WandaVision. Agnes offers to take the children, you know, so that Wanda can just relax and Agnes will take care of everything. She makes a joke about having a, a mole in a private area and then she you know, shepherds the kids out of the scene and Wanda just turns on TV and... Yeah, as soon as Agnes is gone with the boys, Wanda turns on her TV, but everything in the house starts changing. The plants are swapping around, the furniture is swapping around, the TV turns from their modern TV into an old school set... And Wanda uses her magic to set things right, but she clearly looks scared. And then we cut to a talking head of her going, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Outside the hex, Monica and Jimmy, who escaped previously. Monica calls him Jimmy, so we're retroactively justified in calling the character Jimmy constantly because that's his name in the comics. (laughs) They are... Driving basically around to the backside of the hex to meet up with Monica's contact who's going to help them get into it. And while they're doing that, Jimmy is looking at the information that Darcy was able to pull before she got turned into an escape artist. And he discovers that S.W.O.R.D. was going to not just decommission Vision, they were trying to reactivate him. They were trying to turn him into their weapon, just like he didn't want. Yes, Way to, way to, just, hypocrisy so much. So much hypocrisy. Also, apparently this secret mission was called Cataract. Eh, because Vision. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with this probably not being an Ultron thing. Yeah. It's fine. So, back around to the backside of the hex where Monica is meeting her contact, it's Major Goodner. I don't know who that is. I also don't know who that is. I thought it might be someone from the TV show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but nobody was talking about that online, so I think it was just a fake out. Yeah, which is fine. Not everyone has to be someone. No, no, definitely not. So they brought a big-ass tank. A tank-ass tank. A tank that has all of the very specific things Monica requested to get through the thing last time you know what it really looks like what it looks like the drill from the episode of avatar the last airbender the drill it does when the firebenders create the drill to breach the walls of bossing say so at the circus uh vision is still trying to get darcy's help he's like you need to help me because everything is fake here and i think you were part of some team that was investigating why everything's fake here and and darcy's like look fine i'll go out with you but you have to you have to pay for everything and i'm getting something really expensive finally vision distracts her so that she turns away so that he can do that thing he can do apparently which is reach into her brain and repress whatever it is that wanda does so darcy is herself again i do really like how he's like, oh no, look, that mime is trapped in a box. And she's like, what? <laughs> but she's not just like, what? She like responds to it. She tur- She turns to look. She she responds to it as though it's a real problem that needs to be addressed. 
I know that this probably maybe isn't an intentional thing. Probably not. I wouldn't imagine. But Darcy's escape artist outfit looks a lot like one of the older Guardians of the Galaxy costumes. Oh, interesting. There was a time where they all wore blue jackets with this kind of red piping thing on it. Huh. So Darcy... Okay, so... <laughs> so after Vision voips her brain, she's like, Oh, you know, I thought it would be fun to be in part of the TV, but it turns out being crushed by despair is kind of depressing. Yeah, I. she's like, I was wa- I've was. i been watching you. I've been watching your show. And I thought, oh, I should do a guest spot. Nope, 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 and right out of here. <laughs> so the strong man comes to tell Vision and Darcy that they're up, and they're like, nope. Nope, we're out of here. We're going to steal this funnel cake truck. And the strong man tries to stop Darcy from leaving by grabbing hold of her. And she just... Punches him. Yeah, she pulls back and she punches him. And I remarked on that when we were watching it because last week we saw very specifically that she cannot fight. But now that she's in a TV show and the trope would be for her to be able to punch that guy out... She can punch that guy out. Well, not out. He, he, he gets up. But right. punch him effectively. He's, exactly. he's a big dude. I don't exactly get this. They get into a car and they're looking for, uh, you know, keys to steal so that they can drive to Wanda. Uh-huh. I don't get why Vision doesn't just fly them there. Well, I mean, it, it didn't occur to him to do so because it's not part of the trope. Later on, he kind of breaks... He's still partially under Wanda's sway. That's true. And Or the sway of the town. Yes. So he's still kind of compelled to follow TV tropes, even though he's not repressed or turned off the way that the other citizens are. So, yeah, it doesn't occur to him to just fly to Wanda. So Plus, plus he needs Darcy's help. I do love that he's like, uh, are my children safe? What's going on here? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> she's yep. like, I barely have more information than you do. So she finds the keys and they drive off in a uh, food van. It's a funnel cake truck called Ooh. Funnel of Love. Oh, that's great. I love that. Back at Wanda's house, Wanda is still losing control of everything. Everything's flipping back and forth. I do love the the wallpaper rolling up the walls. Everything keeps on breaking and then reforming as different eras of stuff. There, yep. There's even a point where the wall breaks and it's just like this kind of burnt out shell of a wall. Yeah. Well, I was thinking that that was the studs behind the wall. Like the uh, the staircase which is currently the Modern Family staircase, turns into the Brady Bunch staircase. Mm. And Wanda in a talking head says she doesn't know what's happening and she doesn't know why she can't fix it. And then the person who's interviewing her in the talking head says, do you think you're being punished? Do you think it's what you deserve? And Wanda's confused because the interviewer doesn't talk. Yeah, she says, you're not supposed to talk, which is true. All of the uh, talking heads in Parks and Rec and The Office and Modern Family, all of those talking head things kind of revolve around answering questions you never hear. So a lot of people have been comparing this to The Office, which is, okay, yes, in that... It's the 2000 show. 
Well, and also The Office is the show that really brought the mockumentary style in full force here Mm -hmm. to America. But that mockumentary style got adopted by, you know, a bunch of other people. And in The Office, the cameraman is a character. Mm -hmm. When they are blocking the show when they were blocking the show. It doesn't exist anymore. When they were blocking the show, there was always real attention paid to where the cameramen were and what they were thinking as cameramen, Mm -hmm. right? So... The camera was a character. The camera was a character. So the question is, like, are you going to swing around and catch them doing this? Or are we set on this from the beginning? And... In the early seasons, you've even got stuff like the episode where Pam first starts to suspect that Dwight and Angela are a couple, and she asks the cameraman to keep an eye on it for her, and then later we see the cameraman kind of nudging her, and then the camera kind of swivels and zooms in on Dwight so that Pam sees and we see that... Dwight and Angela were a couple. Yes. So, and then, uh, and then of course, in the last season the camera crew explicitly becomes characters Hmm. with Brian shows that followed the office. Didn't have the cameraman as a character shows like parks and rec and like modern family. The talking heads are really more people's internal monologues. Hmm. It's not a documentary crew is there filming them. And because of that, I feel like saying that this is the office based is like saying it's based on I love Lucy because it's a, family sitcom like the office brought us the concept of mockumentary style but this is really more modern family than anything office yeah yeah especially like you said with the way the camera works in the non-talking head scenes right nothing is shot documentary style other than the fact that there are talking heads Mm. it's kind of funny because apparently originally in modern family like in the original pilot for modern family the cameraman was like a character mm. like it was a guy and they ended up being like you know what we're not gonna do that which good because i think that would have been bad but also can you imagine being that guy and then watching modern family go on for like 11 seasons oh it's like being the guy who got cut from the beatles there's a similar thing with arrested development mm-hmm. uh arrested development is shot not i i mean it's it's sort of shot documentary style but not really it's it's actually very similar to modern family and there are no talking heads but there's a narrator famously Mm -hmm. and originally they were going to have there be another brother who they weren't allowed to show because he hadn't signed the waiver and that was going to be a runner through the show but then they decided not to get themselves tied down to the fictional framework of making a documentary I'm sorry, it, it just made me think of that 30 Rock joke. The uh, And if you have any waivers uh, you need me to sign for me to release my image, I will sign them because the world needs to know about blurred face syndrome. Yes. Oh, and I should say about Arrested Development, they kind of did that joke later when Andy Richter was on with his brothers. Yeah. And there was the one brother of Andy Richter who wouldn't sign the release for his face to be shown. Yeah. Even though they were all... Identical quintuplets. Yes. <laughs> So Wanda pointing out that the narrator shouldn't be talking or the interviewer, the camera guy shouldn't be talking leads us into our commercial. And it's an antidepressant commercial. For an antidepressant called Nexus. You want to talk about what Nexus is? Okay. 
Okay, so this was a thing in the West Coast Avengers. Uh, the Scarlet Witch is a Nexus person. I really was not a huge fan of the Avengers comic books, so I'm getting all of this kind of periphery stuff. Every universe in the multiverse has a Nexus person. One person who... One girl in all the world. One person who sort of anchors the universe to the multiverse. Mm-hmm. A person who serves as every universe's connection to the greater multiverse. And that usually results in them having broken powers. Reality-altering powers. Yeah, OP powers, if you will. Uh, apparently there's only supposed to be one in every dimension, but... Like, the Scarlet Witch is theoretically the 616s, mm-hmm. but also Havoc in the X-Men. Alex Summers has been a Nexus person, which resulted in the Mutant X series, which is fine. And there's been talk of Franklin Richards being a Nexus person and blah, 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 blah. Which, funnily enough, Agatha Harkness was introduced as uh, Franklin Richards' nanny. nanny. But... The important thing is that being a Nexus person means that you're connected to the multiverse. WandaVision, bringing the multiverse to the MCU. Yeah. That says uh, Nexus because the world doesn't revolve around you, or does it? Mm. It it also describes itself as, as a drug that anchors you to your reality. Yes. Which, you know. Yeah. So it it seems like maybe they're going to pull in the Nexus thing with Wanda. We cut back to Agnes's house where uh, Agnes is on the couch with Billy and Tommy. And Senor Scratchy. And Senor Scratchy. The rabbit. Yeah. And Billy points out that it's quiet in her house. And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, it's loud out there. I I can hear other people out there. But it's quiet in here. And he tells Agnes that she's quiet on the inside. And Agnes has this kind of moment where she's off-put. Yes. And Tommy asks if their mom's going to be okay, and Agnes kind of snaps back to herself, and she's like, your mom's going to be fine. She's great. She's super mom. And she, you know, pulls them close in a hug, and then it, it cuts to the talking head where she's like... Well, before she does a talking head, she looks straight into the camera in concern, And then we get a talking head where she says that Wanda is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but she doesn't know how to tell a 10-year-old that. Mm. Back outside of the town, Monica is in her space suit getting ready to get into the space tank to drive into the town. Yes. Okay. We see her suiting up and I was like, oh my God, are we going to back up and her suit is going to have the black star flare on it that Monica Rambo's costume does and then we backed up and it doesn't and I was kind of disappointed about that. Mm. I was like, oh, okay, I guess. We get closer to it later in the episode. It's true. The plan is Monica in a spacesuit is going to get into the armored car and drive it through the field, through through the outside of the field. Honestly, they're caught up enough, so you know, how how changed would you get once you're past the mind-wiping part? Oh, yeah, right? Like, the technology's not that yeah. new. Yeah. She's basically barreling at the field, which seems like it might be a bad idea. But as she's barreling at the field, it does, in fact, start to change the vehicle. Yeah, the vehicle... First, it kind of hits the field, and it looks like it's not going to go through. It looks like it's too solid. 
but then it starts breaking through a little bit. And, and Monica's like, I can do this. I just need to, you know, put the pedal to the metal and force my way through. But as she does, the vehicle starts to transform. And Monica scrambles out. The vehicle, I, I love, it becomes like half wood paneled sedan. Like, it gets flipped over. Monica scrambles out in time before it gets flipped over, but it gets flipped over and then it's half wood paneled sedan, half high grade military tank. Yeah, the part of it that went through the hex field did in fact get transformed, and the part that stayed outside stayed military vehicle. It's into an era not uh, appropriate car. Well, I mean, I guess you could have wood panel cars whenever. Yeah, I mean, it's more of a 70s car. That's that's absolutely true. But both, you know, you could have that anytime. And also, Wanda's losing control of her time period control. So I do really like how it looks like the field kind of chews up the car because when she gets out, the car kind of moves up the field a little bit and then goes in a little more and then it gets kind of spit out. Yes. But Monica's like, you know what? I can screw, screw the car. I can do it myself. Screw the car and also screw this helmet. She takes off the helmet and just runs at the field and pushes her way through. And as she's walking through the field, there's this moment where you hear her, her mom, her mom and a lot of clips from Captain Marvel, the Captain Marvel movie. And we also hear Captain Marvel talking to her, you know, how she's the strongest little girl in the universe. I do really like how she kind of separates into every aspect of herself as she's walking through the field. She's being pulled in all of these different directions. Yeah, and you we see the different Geraldines in the Geraldine outfits. And we also see child Monica from the Captain Marvel movie. And then she pulls them all into herself and she starts seeing in Spectrum Vision. Yes, when she bursts through. First of all, when she bursts through, she lands in a three-point hero landing. Mm Mm-hmm. And her eyes are kind of... Glowing blue. Yes, and we see from her point of view that she can see the entire energy spectrum. As we have mentioned before, Monica Rambeau's power is to manipulate energy. So this makes sense. She has her powers now. Yeah, I was kind of hoping she had them before, but... You know what? I love how she, like, she kind of blinks until her vision goes back to normal. And she's like, you know what? I will deal with that later. Right? She just takes off the suit and just takes off running towards Wanda's house. And back with Vision and Darcy. Darcy is filling Vision in on all of the stuff that he missed because he doesn't have his memory of what happened in Age of Ultron anymore. Sorry. End game. Yes. He's like, Wanda killed me? And she's like... Yeah, but you asked her to so that Thanos wouldn't get the jam in your forehead. But then Thanos used his time-reversing jam to reverse time. And he killed you, so she kind of had to watch you die twice. And Vision's like, huh. It's interesting that Darcy knows all this. Yeah, that that is one of the things where it's like, it seems like all the shield people, or sword people, have seen the Marvel movies. I guess so. While they're driving, they hit a red light, and they've been hitting a lot of red lights because, as Vision says in his talking head, Wanda is setting up all sorts of blocks to keep him from getting home. Darcy points out that it it doesn't rain in Westview and it's raining currently, and then a repair truck pulls in front of them and starts working on the lights, and Vision's like, you know what? Screw this! We get a talking head of him just shaking his head. He goes, I am not amused. (laughs) 
Darcy, back in the car, tells Vision. And we should talk about his talking heads for a second. Mm -hmm. Because his talking heads are like sitting in a director's chair set up in front of the parked Funnel of Love van. Mm. So it's just, I mean, it's interesting that on these shows, we don't worry about when and where the talking heads were shot. But also this one... Doesn't have him in the house. Mm-hmm. He's he's in the area he's in when he's doing the talking heads. I really like this conversation with Darcy. He asks her, uh, am I dead? What am I? And she's like, I don't know. I, I'm a STEM person. I'm a science person. And I just assumed that when Wanda stole your body, she flipped whatever switch to make you turn back on. But I saw you out there and you're kind of still dead, but not here for whatever reason. Well, Darcy was thinking of him as a robot, too, but he's something else. Like, he's not just code, and he's not just the bits that make him up. He's not just the Jarvis AI and the body that Ultron created. Yeah. I do really like the differentiation between him and Jarvis. He is not Jarvis, because Jarvis was just an AI. She also tells him that she's been watching the show and he and Wanda are really in love. That part is obviously real. Yeah, like no matter no matter what else Wanda has done, clearly her feelings for him are real and she believes that his feelings for her are real too. Monica arrives at Wanda's house and Wanda who's by, who's taking an aspirin by the way or a Tylenol mm-hmm. and has changed out of her de- blue depression robe into a depression tracksuit that is red Mm. she is in her signature color and she is not happy that monica is there she tries to hex blast her i love that she's pushing her out and then monica does something that stops it yeah she's able to stay in the air and not get pushed out of the field again and then wanda tries to push her and monica does something energy-based that lets her do another three-point superhero job. And she's like, Wanda, you need to listen to me. You know I don't want to hurt you. I am here to help you. You need to talk to me. Everyone in the town has stopped to watch what's going on, including the mailman that we've seen before. And And Dottie. Yes, Emma Caulfield is... Watching what's going down. She says, Monica says to Wanda that she's different than Hayward. That Hayward will destroy Westview to get Vision back. And Wanda is different. Wanda is better. And she says to Wanda, don't let him make you the villain. And Wanda's like, but what if I already am the villain? I cheered when Monica said, don't let him make you the villain. Because, you know... That's that's what we want, is for her to not be the villain in this. Speaking <laughs> speaking of the villain in this. Agnes is watching. She's She, like, pulls her curtains. She's watching. She rushes out. And she kind of, like, takes Wanda under her arm and shoes her away from Monica. She's like, no, you, you have no power here. Yeah, Mo- Monica's like, look, I know that you're in pain. I, I can feel your pain. We need to fix this together. And, 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 it's, Agnes, and it's starting to work. It's starting to work. And then Agnes is like, ha ha, no. And then they do that woman yelling at the cat meme. Oh, God, that is what they're doing. Yeah. Ag- Agnes is leading Wanda away. And 
Wanda is like yelling and pointing, and then we cut to you know Monica standing there. But I but don't... Monica Monica tells Wanda that Agnes is not trying to help her. I don't like to use that meme because of where it came from. Yeah, apparently. Uh... But that is in fact what they're recreating. So. Meanwhile, at the funnel van, the people are done repairing the stoplight only for a crossing guard to show up with a bunch of children who need to cross the street. And Vision's like, no, no, for real this time, screw this. It cuts to a talking head and he's like, no, screw this. And he takes off the mic. It cuts back to him in the van and he just phases through the van and flies off. He's like, wait a second. I just remembered. I can fly. (laughs) I also, I love him storming off from the talking head because he kind of trips a little bit and his cape gets stuck on the chair. His cape is like stuck to something on the uh, director's chair. And then he takes off through the ceiling of the van and Darcy's like, all right. I'll catch up with you later, I guess. Meet you there. I can't imagine there'll be that many more impediments once Vision is, you know. Sure. So Agnes... Leads Wanda into her house and a plus witch house. Yeah, it's a very dark wood and overstuffed furniture. It's definitely what you would think a witch's house would look like. Wanda sees Yo Gabba Gabba on TV. She sees peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that are broken apart, but it doesn't look like they've been eaten, just broken apart. And she sees a, a fly walking across the curtain and that's when she knows something is up because i think in her west view there aren't insects because there aren't insects on television unless they're meaningful Mm. so she asks agnes where are my kids and agnes says i think they're in the basement playing and wanda goes into the basement and it very very quickly becomes a horror movie uh well a labyrinth It's, yes, a horror movie, because the basement is way bigger than the basement should be for the house, and it starts off like creepy basement, and then there's kind of these stone walls, and there are these roots that are just reaching out, and they're wrapped around everything. Well, because it, it's, yes, it's a labyrinth, also we want to have that evoking the wandering into the dark forest motif, because that's, that's what's happening. Wanda is wandering into the woods. God, I just, I love the shift that this takes into horror because, as I've mentioned many times before, Agatha is a horror character who just happens to appear in superhero stuff. I just want to say you said that this labyrinth is bigger than it should be, which it is, but the implication then is it goes all the way under Westview. I believe that this labyrinth is under the entire town. Mm. Do you think this might be a New Salem thing? New Salem is the town Agatha Harkness is from. It's a town for witches, founded by witches, that was sealed away with magic. It could be. It could be, theoretically. Okay, so she sees a lot of stuff. She sees a portrait of a guy. She sees a book, which I'm pretty sure is supposed to be the Darkhold, which is this, like, it's this evil magic book in the 616 and in Marvel Comics. It's this incredibly powerful evil magic book that Wanda has to deal with on occasion. The thing is... Sorry, what? Oh, you tell me your thing first. I didn't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
but apparently the Darkhold already appeared in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, that's what I was going to tell you. I also have not watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I know this from our lovely listeners who posted it on Facebook that... We're recording this earlier than we usually do, by the way. Normally, we wait a few days to, you know, mull it over before recording. We could not wait. Such a good episode. So, maybe this is the Darkhold. Maybe. I, again, I get Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is canon. Yeah, it's definitely canon. But, uh, Agatha steps out in front of Wanda with her her bunny in her hand so that she can stroke it menacingly. She snaps her fingers and she says, you didn't think you were the only magical girl in town, did you? And the doors all slam shut and lock. And then she introduces herself. She says, my name is Agatha Harkness. Lovely to finally meet you. And oh my God, I love this so much. Okay. New opening credit sequence. This one kind of takes off of the Munsters. It does. Uh, Although, you know what it weirdly reminded me of? What's that? The Phyllis opening scene. Yes! Because it's a Who's That Girl song. Yeah, it's a Who's That Girl song. You know. Well, I mean, Mary Tyler Moore was also a Who's That Girl song, but this one is more fun. So that's why it makes you think of Phyllis. Yeah, well, it's more of a, I don't want to say book number, show number. Yes. Chorus number, because it's a, it's a chorus of men singing about how, you know, it was Agatha all along. And there's a great shot. God, I hope we get the full costume at some point. We get a shot of her just sort of feet landing in town, and it kind of pans up. In the, color. In color. It pans up the back of the traditional from the comics Agatha Harkness dress. As it swirls around to become the Agnes costume that she wore in the first episode. And we don't get to see the whole thing. We just see it from the back as it's transforming. But God, I hope we get to see her in the full thing at some point. She winks at the camera as the title Agatha All Along appears on the screen. Then we see her messing with Wanda and Vision at the magic show from the second episode. And we see her breaking the spell on Herb in the episode where Wanda gave birth and she had that really suspicious uh, conversation with Herb. We see her voiping Pietro to the door. And then my, okay, my favorite, we see her from the last episode where she was in the car at the edge of town, like checking her makeup to make sure she is ready for the performance before she turns to Vision to tell him that... Wanda is the one who has them all trapped. I love that that got some people into thinking that she was actually under the spell because it's called lying. But also, like, that's what it was supposed to do. It worked. We also see her from this episode. She was the interviewer that asked Wanda if she felt like she deserved this. I just, I love the pullback from the typical talking head till you see Agatha behind the camera and she has an Agatha chair. And then it ends with her turning around from the Billy and Tommy, from the Sparky episode. She's like, oh, and also I killed Sparky. And then she does a witch laugh and I love it so much. She cackles. Please stand by. Credits. And y'all, you know what we have this episode that we haven't had in any previous episodes? Post credits. An after credits scene. Yeah. So we see Monica peering into Agatha, Agatha's yes. <laughs> window, 
We see her peering into Agatha's window, and then Pietro appears from behind her and says, It isn't nice to snoop. Oof. Although I am looking forward to hopefully seeing her kick Pietro's ass next episode. I have a slight theory that he might actually be her bunny transformed. That's an interesting theory. Scratchy. I think the fact that they brought up the Nexus means that he is Pietro from... Another universe. I mean, honest to God, he might team up with her next episode. Who knows? (laughs) Oh, now we have to wait a week. Yeah, we have to wait a week. It's the hardest part of the week when there's the longest amount before the next episode of WandaVision. So true. So we talked a lot. Do you have any comic book Easter eggs you want to bring up that we haven't already talked about? Not really. I mean, I I hit the big points. Nexus, Shadow, uh, Hold, Vault, whatever. Sorry. Dark Hold, you mean? Dark Hold, yes. I got it conflated with Book of Shadows in my mind, but... I just want to say how much I love traditional witch Agatha Harkness. Yes. I love that they're still doing that with her in in the MCU. That she still... That she still gets to be a horror movie character. That she gets to be an old school, you know, cackling shawl over... Like... She's still doing witch tropes, which I love so much. Also, Catherine Hahn can cackle. Also, Catherine Hahn can do anything. Can we all just, like, have a moment to pause and consider how amazing it is that in all of the ages of man, we got to live in the same time as Catherine Hahn? So, I I, I love this episode. I, I... I love every episode of WandaVision, but God, I love this episode so much. Also, a lot of people are assuming that Agatha has eaten Billy and Tommy. No, because... There needs to be a Young Avengers property of some sort. Yeah, I don't think they would they would scratch those characters like that. But people have been talking about the whole baby arms thing. Because when Billy and Tommy died the first time, mm-hmm. when they were... Uh, when they were babies, they were abducted by Master Pandemonium, who worked for Mephisto, and he was trying to reclaim those pieces of Mephisto's soul. So he turned them into baby arms, and there was a lot of Agatha with her hands behind Billy and Tommy, and I was like, I, I don't think they're do- I don't think they're going to do a baby arms thing, especially now that they're ten year olds. I know. Last week, I was like. Stop being afraid to be as silly as comics, but I'm going to go ahead and say they're not going to be that silly. I mean, honestly, you could do the baby arms thing pretty horrifyingly, but also I feel like Agatha Harkness is better than Master Pandemonium on basically every level. Mm-hmm. But I could definitely see her. I would be, I would be concerned if Agatha Harkness had my child this incarnation of Agatha Harkness. Although honestly, 616 Agatha Harkness is... You know, not someone necessarily I would trust with my child. Franklin Richards is not doing super great right now. Yeah. So TV wise, I just want to mention how spot on they hit the modern family house. They even had the same throw pillows that they have on the couch in modern family on the couch here. I feel like the camera work was more modern family than MCU, too. I feel like it probably helps that they're probably using the same kind of cameras now. Yeah. But they did the sort of, not tracking exactly, but the same sort of short motion camera stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I'm amazed every week at how well they're able to match the look and style of all of these different sitcoms. And this one was just so spot on Modern Family. It was so well done. But that, that'd be about it, wouldn't it? I mean, I can't think of the next TV show that they would do. I feel like we might be legitimately out of the TV show part of it now. I think that might be the case. And we've only got two more episodes. Are they going to release the last two at the same time like they did with the first two? I don't think so. In fact, I know that they're not. But I don't want it to be over either, so... Oh, this is... Now we're going to have to watch a stupid Doctor Strange movie. Ugh. Ugh, so... But I guess that wraps up this episode. Two more. Two more. (laughs) Yeah, that'll about do it for this one. God, this show is so good. And I've had Agatha's theme song stuck in my head all day. Oh, it's so good. Our show is partially listener-supported. If you want to be one of the supporters, you should head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net, and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Sam, Cassidy, Alex, Alicia, Maracruz, Ryan, Rosa, Javier, Benjamin, Kyle, and Kate. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode, or any episode, or any episode of any television show, you should join our Facebook group, Welcome to Television. We can also be contacted at I Love TV Zines on Twitter, or at I Love Television Zines at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Tina. And I'm Max. And this has been Welcome to Westview. Welcome to Westview.